here with my one of my very best friends in the entire world, Victoria, and I'm so excited for you all to get to know her throughout the duration of this podcast. So right now I'm going to do a little introduction for her and then we're going to dive right in. So we actually met at SUNY New Paltz during our undergraduate careers and we both were studying psychology and we both knew that we wanted to branch outside of the very broad walls of just psychology. So we both blossomed in our own ways. You know, I'm studying uh, social work and Victoria is studying nutrition at New York Chiropractic College and she is the program, and Vicki, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like a more holistic approach to nutrition, right? Like, yeah, it's integrative, so. Right, okay, so we'll, t- we'll unpack that a little bit more. Sure, yeah. Um, she currently lives in Pittsburgh with two of my other favorite people, Emma and Niepers, um, and we'll meet them down the line throughout the, um, the podcast, but um, she creates yummy plant-based recipes that are tasty and non-restrictive. Victoria also advocates against diet culture and for body positivity, and I'm so honored to have her here today as a guest. Thank you, Dre. That was such a wonderful introduction, and I'm so honored to be here, and I'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing with this podcast, and I'm really excited to have a good conversation with you. <laughs> oh, so sweet. I feel like this is, like, I, we planned it to an extent, but it's, you know, very, um, we're probably going to go outside of that, which I feel like is really yeah. awesome, and we've always had that kind of friendship where, you know, we can talk about X, Y, and Z, and, you know, take you know, side tangents and talk about so many different things. So I'm really excited to have you here and have, you know, similar conversations that I've had on this podcast and that you've had, you know, on your own platforms as well. Yeah, this is very long coming. And again, these are conversations that I feel like me and you have frequently anyway. So (laughs) I think it it just makes sense. It'll flow. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is my first like guest, so I want everyone to bear with me on Yay. this this interview process, but we're here to have a good time. I always have a good time when I'm talking to Victoria, so I'm excited <laughs> for you to all have a great time with us right now. So Oh yeah. <laughs> so let's just dive right in, Victoria. Um, in the here and now, like in this moment, how would you define nutrition? Nutrition. Okay, that's interesting because I feel like when you think about like nutrition, some people might think like green smoothies and kale salads and all that stuff. And for me, I think of nutrition definitely more of like a healthy relationship with food. And once you have like that base of like having a healthy relationship with food and understanding how it like how you can use it to nourish you, then you can kind of open up and realize that like healthy, you know, healthy living and nutrition is not all kale salads. And it is more like, you know, you could have your cake. I literally just had a piece of chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have some cake and, you know, your veggies and it's balanced. And I feel like when you know what the healthy food is doing for your body and you can like respect that and enjoy it, it's more, it's more of a reason to like treat your body, I think, when you have like that kind of mindset. 
So it's not just like you're punishing yourself by eating a kale salad. It's like, oh, you're, you're nourishing yourself. Like you're doing all these great things for your body because your body deserves best. So I guess that's how I think of it as a very like holistically healthy way to like deal with food, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I like how it's like you incorporate like just adding more and like doing all that you can to ensure that you're, you know, providing your body with nutrients as opposed to like restricting and like what I can't have and like what I can't do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that you say that because I think (laughs) that's like, that's what people think about when they think about like healthy eating. It's like, oh, I can't eat that, that, and that. And it's like, well, when you're just focusing on like everything that you can eat and could be incorporating, like then you don't even have like as much space for like the un quote unquote unhealthy things that like you can't eat. Right. Like if you just focus on like, even that's kind of like my approach. Like if you just incorporate like a few new recipes and like try a few new things of like healthy meals that you might love, then like, then there's less room for like the junky stuff. And you're, you know, it's kind of like 80, 20 balance. 80% good food that's like nourishing and fueling you and then 20% comfort food that's fueling your soul (laughs) making you feel good and not hate your life and hate your body and food and all that stuff big balance yeah and it seems like that's a great approach to foster like a healthy relationship with food as opposed to like an unhealthy relationship with food yeah, I think so. And honestly, like, I just think that everything that we, like, take in, all the media is really just, like, telling us the opposite. Like, it is everywhere that you go mm-hmm. that you think that, like, you should be eating less and, you know, focusing on that and, like, what you can take out and restrict and all this stuff. And, you know, there's so many products out there that are meant for you to, like, lose weight. And I think, I also think that shifting the focus away from your weight and more on Mm -hmm. like how you're feeling and think about like longevity and reducing your risk of chronic illnesses and things like that, that you can like start to think about food in a nourishing way instead of like a reward system almost. Or Mm -hmm. like if you think like, oh, you don't deserve to eat that because you didn't work out today or like things like that, then that's when it starts to get a little tricky, Mm -hmm. I think. I like how you mentioned the media and it's very similar to um, your episode that you did um, with the girls room for, with Marissa Mm -hmm. talking about, um, and I'll, I'll link um, Vic's, uh, Victoria's um, Instagram and her website in my description. I'll link Marissa's podcast in the description because I'd love to have her here on here as well. Um, Awesome. But um, what I was saying was you had, you talked about the way that, you know, society perceives food and the way that, you know, girls even perceive their bodies and like how they have to, you know, live up to the societal standards that the media portrays for us. And it, that's, that, it's like a, a cyclical cycle, a cyclical cycle, (laughs) but it's like, it's it's like a, it's a malicious cycle that like is real can be really damaging. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do think, um, a a big part of it that like what you can do is like try to limit your exposure to that kind of media and like Mm -hmm. by doing that like you you talk about this a lot like cleansing your social media Mm -hmm. and like you know following positive accounts like there's so many dietitians and body positive people that I follow like 
I think, I think you like share some of them too. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, when you just like follow all those people that are like telling you that like you can eat, you can, you know, have like a balanced diet and, and you don't need to like restrict to like nothing and like, you know, calories and do all those like unhealthy habits to like stay at a low weight, then you can, you know, you have freedom. And so, and when you follow like, like the fitness people and like a lot of like the the foodie, yeah, they're like fitness foodie kind of people that like mm-hmm. post like, oh, what they eat in a day. And it's like, protein shakes and yeah like very trendy bars. like fad diet type stuff yeah, yeah. I think I, it was today I sent you that TikTok um where it was um you had it was you have I'll, I'll link this in the description too but it was like you have to stop promoting toxic diet culture on an app made for children because mm-hmm. you know children don't have the ability to say is this good for me like they're seeing it and it's popular so and we've been taking that stuff in since we were children right and so have our parents generation and the parents and the yeah. generation before us and it's just so ingrained in us at this point mm-hmm. and I don't think like I don't I don't think we truly understand like how deeply ingrained it is inside of us and inside of our society and I think some people struggle with it more than others but I right. I truly believe that like everyone has it in them everyone has like an ounce of that in them that like yeah. makes them like think like oh, I did good today because, like, I didn't really eat that much. Or, like, yeah. oh, I skipped breakfast and lunch, so I, like, I'm feeling good. And it's, like, we, I think we know that that's, like, kind of toxic, but I really do think it's, like, deeply inside everyone mm-hmm. to, like, think this way. And I don't know, I try to, like, I try to use my platform to, like, get, get away from that. And, oh, like, I think you absolutely do a really great job at, like, challenging all those norms. And like also, whether it's posts or like you like reshare stuff, it like right. you know people view that and like can see like oh there's so much more than like flat tummy tea or like <laughs> intermittent fasting and like yeah there are some there are you know you've even said this to me before like you can't judge somebody on like their dietary preferences, but also being mindful of you know, what works best for you, what works best right, for you. Right, right. Um, and, you know, yeah, you were going to say something, but I, I cut you off at the tangent. Yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say, but, like, I think it's even, like, just don't judge people at all for, like, anything that they're eating. Like, even yeah. if they are eating, like, I mean, this is, like, funny, but I know it's, like, not uncommon to be, like, shamed <laughs> for, like, ordering a salad when you go out because people will be like mm-hmm. oh like that's no fun like eating a salad like oh and yeah. it's like like I don't think you should shame people on either side like I think it's just none of your business absolutely like, what anyone's eating and I really just think it's like it's very common for us to do that and again like I always preach this too but like I think it's important for people to understand that anytime someone is like judging you or like calling you out or like making a snarky comment on like your food choices like it's always like a representation or like a reflection of themselves and what they feel and like the restrictions that they're putting Mm -hmm. on themselves. So I think that they like, they don't, I don't know. They like, they feel like you're, they're following like society's rules. So like you should be too. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's a big reason. Mm -hmm. Or like, what are they trying to make themselves feel better about putting down what you're doing? Which is very interesting. It hurts too. And like, 
when you're, you know, think about like I'm feeding my body, like food is fuel. And that's another I've definitely like learned from. Like it hurts anyone to be like told like, oh, like you're eating a lot or like, oh, you're really going to eat that. Like, oh, you're just going to, you're going to have a dessert with that too. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's hard for anyone to hear, but like, then you think about people that could be recovering from an eating disorder Mm -hmm. or like still going through it. And then it's like, that's like such a jab and it can ruin the rest of their night. Mm-hmm. It can ruin their meal. Like it can really, yeah. like you have no idea, like the effects that it has on that. Like that can, you know, ter- put them back on their recovery. Yeah. And like, that's just, you know, the little comments that they had to make. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So that was a great um first answer to the first question oh yeah we went on a tangent I love it see like that's exactly what I knew was going to happen and um (laughs) it's perfect so this is like question one part b (laughs) Mm -hmm. so in the here and now how would you define mindfulness for yourself mindfulness does this have to do with food and eating and nutrition it doesn't have to I mean it can but it does not have to because you are so much more than just food nutrition. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's a big, um, big one veg practice mindfulness right now, like in my everyday life is mostly, I think I just like, I really like to do one thing at a time mm-hmm. and I'm like pretty big on that. Like I like to focus on what I'm doing and I'm not good at like multitasking. I don't think a lot of people really are, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm like very aware of the fact that I'm not good at it. So I try to like, like when I'm flowing with something, like really go with it. So like if I'm feeling like really inspired in the kitchen today, like I'll really just like go with it and go all out in the kitchen. Or if like I'm really feeling my schoolwork today, I'll do that. Or literally if I want to sit on the couch and watch TV, like I let myself do that. And I just feel very present in everything that I'm doing. Because I feel mm-hmm. like if I'm, and not that's not to say I don't get like stuck scrolling on my phone, because of course I do. But, um, but I do try to like, <laughs> of course, right. Yeah. But I guess like as far as being mindful throughout my day I think that's like my biggest thing like I really try to focus on the one thing that I'm doing and then just be present with that and I think that's that's my my mindfulness trick that's so awesome that you like do that for yourself because especially in the society that we live in it's like go 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 do as much as you can in the span of a day and like get it all done and you know to for you to like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it with my whole head and I'm not gonna worry about you know x y and z because it'll get done later yeah yeah I do like also the way I live my life is very much like grant myself oh grant myself grace but that sounds like emma's post today Louisa oh, yeah. um but it's true like i don't like to make things harder for myself and i don't like to like do things that are gonna like make me feel bad and i know that like focusing when i focus on like makes me feel better has a clear have a clearer mind and everything so like i'm not gonna set myself up for failure by saying like oh i'm gonna do like all these things at once and like think that that's gonna work for me because it's it's definitely not going to work for me so right and knowing like your limits and what works like you just said what works best for you and it doesn't matter what anyone else says or what the rest of anybody else is doing like that's what you do for yourself and quarantine has taught me this because I've had so like 
like I was told, telling you earlier, I don't, I haven't had to be somewhere at a certain time and do things like in a timely manner, literally since May when I like stopped working on like an hourly clock like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really had to learn how to like manage my time and like make it work and like do my schoolwork and do my blogging and Instagram and cooking and like just all these different things that like I have in my mind and it's definitely like the best way to do it. And like, it's so easy to like just feel overwhelmed and like see all the things you have to do and like, and I do catch myself doing that sometimes. Like, oh my God, I have an idea from your website. I got to do this really quick, but like I'm working on this and I'm working on this. And like, I, I definitely had my days where I'm like all over the place, but mm-hmm. it was really good to like sit down, focus on something, get it done and then move on to the next thing. That's actually really great advice that I think I'm, I need to take because I am always doing like 5 million things at once. And, you know, today I was sitting in class and like just doing like so many different things at once because I like want to do all these things and get them done. But, you know, like really taking the time and like slowing yourself down and like kind of organizing it for yourself. Like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And you know, when you do things like that, like more, you're giving more of your attention on each individual thing. Like when I was right. today, this is probably terrible. Professor's going to hear this and be like, oh, when I was, you know, do, you're doing multiple things at once. Your attention is spread against how many things that you're doing. So you're not really giving your all to the things that you intend to. Like right. school is my priority. Um, this is one of my priorities. My field placement's my priority. But like when you're, you know, doing like things to for the sake of getting them done, like updating your calendar and like finishing a paper, posting something, you know, it really it takes your attention, like a hundred percent of your attention off of all of the things. Right, right. And like I said, like I literally do it because like that's like the way I function best. And that's why mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like mindfulness and like honestly any like wellness like um like healthy for your mind and body whatever kind of like habit almost gets in like a bad rep because it's like oh like oh it's like a chore like oh I have to do this thing like whatever but it's like no like once you figure it out like you and like figure out what works for you it's like mm-hmm. oh my god like you have to do this like you're so grateful for this practice and like all these different things that you do like whether it's yoga or journaling or working out or whatever it is like it seems like a chore at first and then like people who do it all the time you're like oh I can never be like that like how are they like that and then you realize that it, it literally makes you function so much better in the rest of your day and you're like oh that's why people love this because it feels good <laughs> like not because it's a chore not because it's like a hard thing that I have to do in my day like right. it's like that's my peace time in my day more yeah. than anything yeah we like, deserve that like to have sure. those, the peace or the you know activity that you do like yoga or your journaling like that's solely for you like just you you and your yeah. head like you're not doing things for the sake of other people or post on Instagram post on Instagram that. for other people to see and you know we live in a society where like you gotta you it's like a rat race i don't know if you've ever read um did you ever read bobby Bowie in new Pulse? no i didn't but we had to read this book it's called happier and um i'll talk about it in like a different um episode and like i'll i'll give you the lowdown later but it talks about how like there's this rat race towards you know doing the most and getting the most done and like mm-hmm. succeeding in like these it's like very goal oriented like um 
ooh, for the sake of how, uh, sake of happiness, like the hedonic treadmill. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Like, you have to do everything. It's drilled like, in our head. Yeah, like as quickly as possible and like get it all done just to have it be done. A list to check things in boxes. Right. Much. Yeah. But there are things that we, you know, life and like being human like is so much more like we're our like our human body slash mind like so much more complex than just like check 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 like yeah than like the things you've done today I think that's like a whole societal shift that like we need to get away from like even it's so funny like people judge their like judge themselves against others by like how tired and exhausted and how much work they did today oh, it's yeah. like and then you take pride in the fact that like oh I only slept two hours and I've worked like a like a dog for this long in my day and then I came home and had to do this and this and this and this and this and then people like take so much pride in that and then it's like me I'm like oh god like that sounds awful I did I started my day work like doing yoga or whatever and then I cooked myself some breakfast and I took it slow and like I'm like I feel like I had a much better day than you like yeah, <laughs> not that like obviously it it comes down to that but I just feel like I think we need to take us like a shift away from like being proud of our tiredness and more like how did I feel today like did I have a happy day like did I like take a take one step towards my goal maybe and then like took some downtime and did something that made me happy like to really have like a full well-rounded good day instead of just like like you said checking off boxes right so that, <laughs> that's my <laughs> mindful I love talking about mindfulness too I'm happy to be on this podcast talking about mindfulness with you we're doing great we're doing the best job I'm having so much fun um where would you say your passion for um nutrition with like that integrative lens started from for you well definitely for me and you know how much I love my aunt and how close I am to my yeah. aunt and my aunt Letty and that is always who I you know put the credit of like what sparked my love of all this and like I think I think the biggest thing so yeah my aunt is a she was a health coach mm-hmm. and so she's always like I saw she's starting about, a like, project Oh, she's always starting projects. She's I'll so have to link that info in the description. Oh, yeah. Aunt Letty is a saint and has. Oh, my gosh. I'm so thankful that Vic has brought me to oh. a lot of, you know, in, I'm Facebook friends with this, this woman now, and she's like so empowering and inspiring and yeah. like just like you, but just like your aunt. But she's your aunt. Yeah. No, she's just like you, but she's your aunt. She's not you. Um, <laughs> if that makes sense. And like talk about go, go, go. She's the most go, 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 but like she right. loves it. That that's yeah. like what fills her up. So it works yeah. for her. But um yeah, so like I guess a lot of my memories as like a child would be like going to her house and like she cooked this like amazing, delicious meal and it was healthy and she'd like have like healthy snacks. And I feel like I would just learn like a lot of healthy tips for her, like from her. Mm-hmm. Like and she would just like do it flawlessly, like, you know, it just like mm-hmm. fit so well into her lifestyle. Like, she'd be using all, like, healthy cleaning products on her house and just things like that. And I guess, like, it exposed me to this, that kind of stuff. And I guess the biggest thing was, like I said, like, she just did everything, like, so it with such ease. Like, it just, like, it worked with her life and it didn't seem like it was much harder for her to live, like, this, like, healthier lifestyle than it would even be to live, like, like, a, a less, I guess, like, 
healthy lifestyle. And so that kind of inspired me to like do what I'm doing with, I don't even know if I mentioned my Instagram yet, but like my Instagram is Vic on veggies where I post like recipes and tips and like just little like things that I learned throughout my schooling pretty much. And I like my goal with that pretty much is to make it seem like, not to make it seem like, but to show people that like healthy living is not for like the elite and like the people that, you know, drink their like green smoothies and like all that stuff. Like it's, it's not like that. Like it can be so simple. It can be just like incorporating like some, you know, new recipes, new ingredients, like eating nutritionally dense. Like I just think like what she showed me and what I try to like share with other people is like, that it's not hard. Like mm. it's, it can be easy and accessible to everyone Absolutely. in different ways. And like, you know, obviously different ways. Um, and yeah, so I guess just like growing up with her really like showed me really like sparked my interest with all that. And then I was a psychology major at New Paltz, obviously. And then in the middle of that, I was like, yeah, but I really love nutrition. Like I, if that's what I'm really passionate about. I want to share this. And so I decided that once I graduated New Paltz, I was going to go get my master's in clinical nutrition, which is what I'm doing now. And yeah, I don't know. Someday I hope to work with people and share all that I'm learning and some tips and how to make it easy. And cause yeah, I don't know. I just think like, like I said, everything that I like learned from her and my classes, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like most people don't know these things. Like that's all, that's all, that's all it is. Like if people knew these things then they would probably incorporate them like a lot more than they do now, but like right. it's just a lack of information, mm-hmm. like starting from such a young age and you never really get good nutrition education throughout school, like at all. And so I think a lot of that is lacking. And also when you go online, you find, oh my God, like try to find nutrition information online because you'll have 17 different people and diets and all these different things like telling you like, oh my God, you have to be eating like low carb or you have to be vegan or you have to be this and that. Like, and, and I think like, the like what nutritionists do and dietitians do is like okay freeze break that down like no there's a balance like it does you don't need to be on the strict diet like right you can you know they're just incorporate more vegetables <laughs> you know there's like little things you can do I guess and yeah that's that's what I want to what I want to do share all that I'm learning yeah and I think that you're your website, which I failed to mention earlier, um, bigonveggies.com, um, and I'll link that in the description. <laughs> um, but you do an excellent job at making the website and each of the recipes super accessible. It's not about like going to Whole Foods and getting, you know, the most ex- expensive stuff on the market and green juice, like you said before, um, which I feel like there's like this there's like this generalization of like health culture being very elitist, mm-hmm. like you said, but I think you Absolutely. do a really great job at making recipes that, you know, include vegetables and fruit and things that are super cheap at the store. And, you know, even for, you know, this website can be shared with like lower income families, I'm sure. And they can find yeah, I think so. recipes that they, that they like, recipes that are tasty and like things that are like, like I made, I made those power balls today. So How good. How were they? They were good? So good. 
my hands cramped while making the ball. <laughs> when you were rolling the ball. But I, A, was like, I need to make something. Like, I need to cook. I haven't done that in a while. So I was like, Vico and Veggies, like, I'm going to go on the website. And you have tons of desserts. You have, like, comfort food. And everything is healthy and nutritious, but not in the way that a lot of people have, like, this view in their head of like health food, you know? Right. And I think, I think that's like just the big misconception. Like mm-hmm. how about like beans and lentils right. and peas? Some right. of the literally the like dirt cheap food mm-hmm. are some of like great, like vegetarian um, protein options. Mm-hmm. Also like meat's expensive. <laughs> so like, right. you know, like getting away from that a little bit and just that's why it's like all about experimenting like just trying new things and realizing that like you can incorporate these things and it does not need to be expensive like I said like lentils pasta like there's so many options like rice they're like they're cheap veggies right yeah frozen veggies that's like I that's like one of my favorite things to use because Mm -hmm. it's healthier than canned veggies actually Mm -hmm. and and they're cheap and they last forever and you can throw them in anything and everything. I throw like frozen cauliflower in my shakes in the morning because it's just like vegetable and it adds bulk and it's good. It's a vegetable that I can throw into my shake and like all things like that. Like there's, there's so many ways to incorporate that, like just some like nutritionally dense food. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. And you have on your website, like the cook um, section and then you do have another section that's titled learn where you like share things like facts and like information that, you know, like you said, there's a lot of things that people don't know about food and that's what, or foods and like healthy eating, that's what makes it scary and makes people want to avoid it. But you, you know, like sharing what you've learned and like, um, you did, you did a video on like different oils, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like did, that. Yeah like so informative and like like my mother watched it and was like oh my god we can't we we need to get rid of like the canola oil in the house like we like (laughs) like it's seriously like like it just thinks people didn't know right and and I remember like I learned it like it literally took me like to be going to school to get my master's Mm -hmm. in something and spending all this money to be getting like a higher like upper education degree in Mm -hmm. in these like very basic things that everyone needs to know and everyone should know and I just don't think again it it comes to like the accessibility like it's not fair that you need to or you have to or it's like hiring like nutritionists that like isn't going to be um covered by all insurances and things like that Mm -hmm. where it's like there needs to be public resources for things like that because not everyone can afford a private nutritionist and right. you know perfect organic greens from whole foods and all that mm-hmm. stuff and yeah I know that's something that you you think about very frequently when you talk about mindfulness and everything that you do with social work it's like I just think there's such like an a toxic elitist like you said culture in like and it's true if you go like all like the influencers and like the healthy people on Instagram, like it just seems very unattainable, I think, right. because it is like a lot of people like buy this like special granola and like cacao nibs and like just like more like I go to Whole Foods and I'm like, oh my God, cacao nibs is like $14, like 
maybe maybe one day I'll treat myself but like (laughs) but like I'm not gonna like spend all that money on that stuff like obviously like I think I spend more money on food than most people do because I it's kind of like an investment I think because I like make recipes and post them but um, and I think it's fun it's like my favorite hobby (laughs) but but like I don't buy like those crazy products and like Mm -hmm. all those like special things and like healthy cookies and stuff I'm like no I'm just gonna buy the ingredients and make them myself because it's fun and it's accessible to everyone and I can share it with everyone and I'm just babbling on so (laughs) no I love it everything that you have to say is like so important and that's why I'm just letting you go I'm not even cutting you off (laughs) and I think that the world is like so lucky to have not to gas myself up also but like girl like people like us like that do like look at the world around us and say like okay Mm -hmm. like what is really happening here like is this um like that people of lower socioeconomic status are just lazy and want to go to mcdonald's or is it like does it come down to accessibility and knowledge and you know like what foods can you buy like on snap benefits like you right it's hard to navigate those things and like maybe we can even unpack that like in another episode um I'd love to. Oh, yeah. Because that's that's a huge thing, food accessibility. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like the food deserts where mm-hmm. there's no grocery store in like miles, but there's like a McDonald's, a Wendy's, and a Taco Bell all in a row. And right. you wonder why like lower income minority populations are fatter and sicker. Right. Because that's all they have access to. So yeah, we can, we can go on and on about that. I would love to do another episode about that. Right. For sure. Actually, in my... Um, in one of my classes today, we talked about, like, the cross-section between, like, poverty and nutrition, um, and it was, like, a really cool conversation. Did you know, um, the Black Panther Party in Mm -hmm. Oakland, they were, like, the first group to start, like, subsidized breakfast for students, so they would do, they, like, had breakfast programs where, like, you, you had to, like, apply and, like, qualify for it, but, you know, a lot of these lower income students, like who you need food in your belly to be able to learn and retain. So 100%. it gave those students like the opportunity to go to school early, eat a meal, and then it sets them up for, you know, a better, more productive and more like a, just a better learning experience. That's so awesome. There are, there are some really, really awesome programs and solutions out there. Mm-hmm. People just need to care and do it. Yeah. Just get awareness out there. I would love to be a part of one of some program like that, that gets mm-hmm. like fresh vegetables into food, um, yeah. into schools and things like that. There, there are people out there doing that stuff that are trying to make a difference for, mm-hmm. for all the kids really yeah. everywhere because, you know, the school lunches and like lower income areas are worse but even in better school like quote-unquote better school districts they're still not with not where they need to be at so there's there's a lot of work there to be done absolutely 